0: Before we get started, please take the time to like, add, and subscribe to our pages on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, and iTunes. Also, please leave us a review. can wander our way over, you know, because this is wandering ways.
1: What's Bigfoot Possibility? Clink. Clink. Click, clack, clickety clack. How we doing? It's another wonderful Wednesday. It's is it? me. Well, when this comes out, it's Wednesday. Today, yeah, we're it's, recording. Like, it's not a Wednesday. To be fair, I don't know. I, it, I could be Wednesday for me. I'm so, every day is just a day. That's what I mean, is like, some of our viewers wait until
0: like a Tuesday, until like a Thursday, a Saturday, heck. They might be enjoying Yellowstone Park on a Sunday even.
1: That's, I mean, Fox. that's fair.
0: Have you ever thought about that?
1: I haven't. I just kind of go when, like, if, like, you're wa- listening or watching, like, day of. I guess I've never thought, yeah, you could be listening to it on a Tuesday. I'll all just right. say it's a wonderful day from now on. All right?
0: <laughs> no, I we'll like just, it. Let me
1: rewind it, and then we'll, uh, we'll do a, a real quick, just have a wonderful day. <laughs>
0: It is. I mean, it comes out on Wednesday. so definitely hit that hit that notification button, uh, so you're notified every Wednesday, so that you're having a wonderful Wandering Ways Wednesday, so you can tune in to Wandering Ways podcast. A- um, you no, know, it's exciting, man. We've been up to some great things. We're we're just talking Iceland and and. I don't know. Maybe the viewers, you could email in at at wanderingwayspodcast.gmail.com W-A-N-D-E-R-I-N-G W-A-Y-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at G-M-A-I-L dot C-O-M. And you can let us know. I have an idea. I know know Mark likes to hit the record button early and we have some good conversations before the actual clink happens. So email in if you want to hear those conversations, maybe post it on the social media somewhere.
1: Uh, Tell Mark, say, hey, buddy.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah maybe maybe just cut it out clip it out because sometimes they are gold sometimes i'll be listening to them again and i'll be like oh thank god we weren't actually recording during that time
0: yeah it's hit and miss hit and miss that definitely caught con- that content sometimes you see it you see like trevor noah when he worked on the daily show they, they'd do those or he's like interacting with the audience yeah, yeah. Was, uh, i'm sure there were some of those interactions they're like yeah we're not gonna post that
1: Oh, for sure, for sure. Anyways, what have you been up to, my guy?
0: I've been painting quite a bit. uh getting get just getting the artsy flow, you know, like me and Matt Buddy got back from Santa Fe and Albuquerque, New Mexico. It's very artsy down there. um eleventh most dangerous city in America. by the way, Albuquerque, just so you know, uh cool shit though. I like it down there. It's cool. That's where I was born. Uh, getting ready for that podcast with Matt, buddy. Uh, we finally came out on a date, so you're talking wonderful Wednesday. Awesome. We're thinking terrific Tuesdays for <laughs> uh, for the a native podcast with Matt and Zach. Um, definitely going to be interesting. We record tomorrow. We're going to actually record an episode for the first time and get it get it out on the docket. Uh, it's going to come live in August. I mean, and everyone's kind of doubting it. Everyone's kind of doubting it because they're like, Matt, you're doing something with Matt. And
1: I like it. Doubt doubt the guy. Doubt the dog. But that's I mean... a that's a fair point though. Like when it comes down to the biggest flaw I've seen in it, that it he is it. But <laughs> if there is anything like Matt will take serious, it might be this.
0: Oh, 100 percent This is it. This is like he's on board, he knows what it is. We've had the discussions. He's like, Yeah, man, I have like a notebook. Uh, I'll take notes before the podcast. We'll have it ready to go. It's it's set. It's scripted. But this is the stuff he cares about. And knowing what Indian country means to Indian people as well as Matt himself, right, it, it, it is at high importance. This subject is, you know, when you talk about it in the terms of which we want to talk about it, you got to hold a respect to it um and, and and understand that it's just coming from two guys who understand the subject of native america indian country uh the indigenous peoples of north america whatever you want to call it right we've some of the histories we've learned some of the treaties we've le- learned some of the rights you know we live it we work with it um and it's just kind of how how we can share that with the world so exciting to get that kicked off
1: it is it is i'm excited to see where that goes, Uh, so make sure when it does come out that all the Wanderers at least give it a listen, Uh, check it out, support where we can. Uh, I can't say I'm up to anything different. I'm not painting, I'm not making a new podcast, I am working. Uh, I think as of today, um, the day we're recording this, I'm on like day 28 straight days, no days off, so uh still waiting for that elusive day should come soon so that's where my time's been the last month is literally just work 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 i mean you li- but that's what you live for you live for like you're you you know it you know every spring you're
0: going to do this you know softball is taken seriously where you are at and you got to be involved with it so it is what and, it well,
1: is yeah <laughs> more so but you know i I work When I'm working, I'm working, but then when I'm not working anymore, it's time to get out. I feel it as much as I can. I'm already, I'm like stressing that I don't have enough time for all the things I want to see in like the two months so that I'm like, all right, we're just going to have to bust some shit out.
0: Well, I know that's like talking with you beforehand where we're talking about, you know, what we're going to do. You know, we're going to Iceland, but what what we're, what we're doing after. And I'm just like you blink and you're like it's
1: july 20th yeah boom That's yeah that. no you're you're 100 percent right <laughs> it's blink and i mean especially once june hits because it's like what we got one week in june to prep we're in iceland and then we come back we got a week uh, a couple weeks then it's like fourth of july stuff and then once Fourth of July, always a big time for both of us. You know, it's the end, cramming in the little bits of extra summer before August hits when we got to get more serious. I know, and it's kind of interesting how that
0: works. How how both both like for me, I've talked to Matt just because uh, with our work, it seems like we work more fall and spring. We pick up we pick up a lot more uh, of the tasks and the whatnot because just just based on what the work is you know, uh, working with a lot of government employees, they have those like lose it or lose it days, whatever for their vacation days. And they, they tend to take those off around the summer, uh, the major holidays in the, in the winter, you know, November, December time, uh, to have that time, you know, cause you, you get like a full week off based on like the, the government holidays as well. So we tend to get the, the similar kind of days off. Um, so we, that's kind of how our, I feel like our, nature affects it you know i'm thinking six moon tents sent me a tent and i'm like i still haven't used it to like camp in yet but i'm like bro it just got nice in montana like <laughs> you know so i'm like i'll i'll use it and i'm talking like me and matt again powwow trail hitting it we're going to hit all the reservations in montana this summer i think might have to just journey on over to uh Northern Cheyenne, because that's going to be the the outlier for us that we'll have to have to see. But we're going to drive that Highline, and we'll we'll camp, uh, camp somewhere in in North
1: Montana on the Highline. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, that would be fun. That would be fun. Um, speaking of like summer trips, when we talked about doing the episode we're doing today, which is a hopefully a good breakdown, but we're going to do a breakdown of Banff National Park. I had to go back and uh, look at. I wanted to go back and look at the video from that trip to remember the uh, the views and stuff. Right, and right. Uh, like when it comes to it, Banff is pretty uh, pretty freaking sweet, <laughs> right? And it to me, it's
0: one of those ones when you when you Google Rocky Mountains, right? It's it's the picturesque park. It has the Lake Louise. It has just the magnificent mountain views, you hear about the town, it's similar to like a big sky in that sense. Uh, People go skiing there, it's kind of resorty. And for me, I've always kind of wanted to go since I realized what Banff was, our ski trip in high school, our high school had a ski trip that went up there. And like you raised money to whatnot, and I was just like, I don't ski, I don't want to do that, you know. Yeah. So I didn't go, but people went just to go to Banff, and I didn't realize that was a thing, and I and I regret it because it's a cool park.
1: It is. It is. It's very unique. I mean, it's kind of the Yellowstone of Canada, if I uh, if I had to compare it, uh, but. The big difference between like Banff and like Yellowstone is imagine if you had a Yellowstone. Uh well, I guess it's probably actually more like Yosemite, because Yosemite's close to so many people. Right. Calgary is only a hundred and like fifty miles from Banff. So you have a major city in Canada that it's like right outside, which is amazing if you're trying to go visit because it's easy to get to, but at the same time, you're going to get a lot more people.
0: Right. And, and it makes sense when you, when you do hear about that. And then they have, I want to say they have, which is interesting to me um, when you get to these Canadian national parks, because I've been to Waterton. Right. And that's kind of what I like. They have like towns in the yeah. parks. They have like people living in the park. They have like, hotels like these old magnificent magnificent hotels on these lakes um that are historic and expensive to stay at like when i looked at the one in waterton and that was back in the day i can only imagine how much it is now for well
1: yeah and that was (laughs) yeah. to stay on this topic this is the type i think you have you seen the hotel in Banff? i think i'm famous famous in,
0: in a picture yeah it's right on the lake louise i believe
1: yeah, no, I'll show you it because you'll absolutely, you'll absolutely, This is I th- when I see it and it's just up your alley.
0: Well, I think I think I'm looking at a photo on my end. That's probably a back view from it. Oh, yeah. wow. wow, I'm not. I was so this at- is
1: like a major league famous hotel, and I remember when Vince, Phil, and I went. Um, both Vince and Phil were like let's just go drive to the hotel and like just drive around the hotel for a second to make sure you see the hotel. Cause it was like a, such a big deal. Makes
0: sense. And I w- would be down to see that and check that out. And it's interesting cause you do have like the lodges in the our, our national parks in America. <laughs> um, and you, you do see like Yellowstone, like Mammoth Lodge kind of resembles that, uh, that you know the the old faithful lodge kind of you know but it's not it's more older like man-made where these ones almost look like the castles that you get in europe and then you think about the canadian history of both the the um united kingdom ruling of them as well as the french ruling of them and the the type of architecture like that you get in those areas um like these castles that these kings and queens would build that for themselves yeah and it's interesting because america didn't get that
1: yeah and i have kind of a theory um onto that you know because if you look at like the old history of like when the national parks were coming up it was very much you know the united states was that like gritty kind of just classic and I think the lodges really represent, like, that kind of what the people at that time would be about, which is in Canada. I think you have these places where only the royalty, like the queen and all, would stay at. So they built this hotel to re- bring in the queen or the royals. And then it's like having, they've built this resort that are for the like royalty or like the whatever they call it, between England and the French. And um, then they they realized that it's on such beautiful land that they made the land a national park, but the resort was there. So they just stopped the expansion of the resort almost. Right, which is interesting. Um, it really is. And I like I like the way, because you talk about the American
0: parks and the AmeriCorps, uh, the mm-hmm. Montana Conservation Corps, uh, those type of... Uh, public work programs that Teddy Roosevelt put into put into place uh, built a lot of the parks in that sense a lot of the trails a lot of uh, stuff here and you do see that and you, I, I like that like you take that lodge there at Old Faithful and you look up those logs and you can see where like you're saying like yeah here's the the true grit of here's what we could accomplish and then you, like you say you go into these ones in in uh, Canada and like I, I go back to the one at Waterton it's like they built the bar so the all the windows on the bar, you're looking out right at the lake, and there's this big living room where you can stay, but no, you know, you gotta go sleep in the in the tent around the corner. no, I'm just kidding, <laughs> uh, but then you go like you and it's interesting because like that sits up on a hill overlooking the lake, and then you see like the the village below, the town below and how it like lived along the lake and how. It, it, it mimics those old olden days and it makes me want to go to like a united kingdom and experience that because of the way that the canadian national parks are um i would like to i'm interested in iceland when we go to iceland to see kind of like those kind of resemblance i want to see how those parks are um and just some of the things yeah. as well
1: yeah I'm, I'm excited to check out the national parks uh in iceland but i i don't want to wander too far away uh, from Banff uh, by talking Iceland national parks because um, when in Banff I mentioned the closeness to Calgary and like how it's like a big park because staying in Banff the city can get expensive if you want to do the hotels but mm-hmm. it's important when you're like looking at campsites to actually look pretty far ahead like a big national park because they'll fill up. And then what's even worse and I learned this when we were up there is uh you see like the RVs, the Travel America. So there's a Canadian version. Right. Travel. And I'm not saying just this company in specific, but companies like that will like buy out campsites. And so when you buy the rv package it comes with the campsite already like bought for you so you don't have literally you just pay the one fee and so they don't always sell all of them and so you'll go to these campsites that you are completely booked and you're looking around it's like four people you're like what the hell um
0: not a bad tip if you're wanting to camp in canada to maybe book with one of those services
1: yeah the rv services like that yeah that i mean That is a pro to it. You can just get the RV and they'll have a campsite for you. But uh, if you're not going that route, you got to plan ahead. So you guys did camp up there. How was that experience like? It felt very much like any national park campsite. You know, you had the same check-in, you know, One of the campsites, because we stayed in two different ones, and one of them, the guy's like, hey, we've had a bunch of bears running through the camp, just heads up. You know, like everything I think you would hear if you were in like a Yellowstone uh, campsite.
0: Right. Interesting. Yeah,
1: yeah. it is. A lot of fun. I mean, very much a ton of fun.
0: That's interesting, the bears, because that was something similar in Waterton, too. It seemed like there was more bears there. I'm curious how Canada treats its bear populations because there seems to be more and i think you get more in places like even like a glacier park and up there on the high line uh with the bears i wonder if the parks do something different or they manage the numbers better in canada versus the u.s that's just because the way like i noticed that too when we stayed at waterton there's a lot more um so that's curious and you said bears (laughs) through your campsite
1: yeah there were we had bear and then we saw a black bear later on in the trip up there I don't think we saw any brown uh, or grizzlies Um, so um, but yeah there's I don't know maybe it has to do I don't think there's as many tags for like bear in Canada or if there is a hunting you know so I think that probably has to do with it Uh, I think You know, also farming and how readily available guns are. Maybe that has to do with it. And also, maybe uh, the bears don't have a passport and they're Canadian citizens. They can't get across the border. I mean, that's fair. It's fair. Yeah.
0: In need of LED lights for your vehicle, look no further than our friends at Oxteo. Keeping our vehicles well lit while on the road, while looking for Bigfoot. Make sure to use code RUGARU, R-U-G-A-R-U, on your next set of LED lights. Hey, hey there, Reverend. Um, I heard that you might be running dry on your sticker supplier.
1: Yeah, I've been looking around, and I've kind of, like, run out of cool stickers to buy and put on water bottles and stuff. Well, I, I mean, have you seen the stuff Josh has been coming out with lately? No, I have not
0: well he is doing some really cool stuff with the shop ls 574 yes they're working with indigenous communities and making some really cool stickers um he has a really cool buffalo mountain sticker there's even water bottles hats sweatshirts the whole swag and we even got a discount code for you guys yes if you use wandering ways at shop ls 574 you're going to be getting a discount on your next purchase. But not only that, you're going to be giving a percentage of that sale to the Little Shell tribe, as well as they donate a dollar of every sale to murdered and missing indigenous women. So just such a cool thing going on there. You know, you use the code Wandering Ways, W-A-N-D-E-R-I-N-G, W-A-Y-S, and you put that in there, boom, you're getting a discount. The Wild West is full of dangers, from snakes to bears. The outdoorsman must be prepared. That is why when you experience rivers like the San Juan or the Yellowstone, you must bring a blue ribbon net. Handcrafted and biodegradable, these classic wooden fishing nets are all you need while on the river. Make sure to use code RUGARU10 when checking out at Blue Ribbon Nets. Again, the code is RUGARU10. R-U-G-A-R-U-1-0.
1: All right, so uh along with the uh, bears needing passports and Banff, uh BAMF is I remember being like hearing about Banff and I love Banff a lot. Uh Banff got saved on the last day. I think I've talked about it before. But the one thing about Banff National Park is there's a lot of cool shit. <laughs> and speaking of cool shit, it's time for cool shit in nature. Uh first one. Uh, I've seen a lot of news reports about the weather, so that's why I thought this one was appropriate um, for today. But it is a tornado.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Like the one we drove through in Wyoming.
1: No, we didn't drive through something like that. This <laughs> is fucking dead. I mean, we drove through tornado warnings, but no tornadoes
0: no yeah exactly
1: i don't think the tires would have done well with that no it wouldn't have
0: um we did that me and Thea, they diverted us in south dakota one time uh really yeah like it was weird like they they took everybody off the interstate and put them on like a frontage road for like 20 miles and then put us back on the interstate like the next small town over oh that's wild it was weird yeah
1: yeah Um, that
0: would Tornado, I mean, that's what happens with this freaking being 90 degrees in May, and in Oregon <laughs> in the Pacific Northwest. I know. Like I was
1: literally in Klamath yesterday, and it was like or two, well, yesterday, but two days ago it was snowing. We got snows in the hills, but next week it's supposed to be 90. It's crazy, and you're not supposed to and that, like that's the thing. That's what we are
0: like, oh, we're getting more of these category five, category four hurricanes, like bro it's here climate change is here it's changing pacific north like alaska go talk to alaskans man like they're and and some of them are some of the biggest trump loving people up there and they'll tell you climate change is real the salmon same. the winter's not being the same up there like it's that why how the fuck are we seeing the northern lights all the way down here in the u.s as much as we are Oh, that's that's
1: different. That's, that's different. Solar flares. Yeah, the solar flares have to do with the sun.
0: Yeah, well, maybe the Earth producing stuff shooting gas, it gas. Our gas bubbles are floating towards the sun and not doing good. I don't know,
1: man. It's not good. Yeah,
0: I, <laughs> I, next, that I one's like actually
1: it. different. But moving on to the second cool shit in nature, we're going to Iceland. So I figured that the next cool shit in nature had to be something from Iceland uh, and it's a small village. And if you go back and listen to the Iceland planning episode, which I believe was like two episodes ago or three from now from when this one came out. uh we talk about a Viking village and like a little cafe. I'm pretty sure that's the village that you will go and see. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, it looks kind of like that area
0: based on pictures. Yeah. yeah. um, I'm excited. I like the grass roofs that you get on a lot of houses. I like that. Yeah. Like that's, a, that's part. Like, I'm. I'm. I don't know why it's in society we abandon that because it serves many purposes. Um, but I do. I'm really excited to go see the. There's an area that we're exploring. There's a bunch of churches that look like this in this in this one area. Um, and I, I hope, I hope we get to see a lot. Like there's a lot of houses like that. I assume if the churches are like that, the houses and there'll be other, other things, um, up there, up on the Northern end. Um, I'm sure just based on this post and based on some of the posts you see, they see like a lot of them just come out of that rage right there in that, in that, uh, Southern area, people kind of go that, like they go that bottom way, kind of like what you're talking about to kind of this Viking town. I Uh, think. Oh, yeah. I think that's kind of the main part of Iceland where you get a lot of the pictures and the content from where we're going to go that North way where I don't think you get as much content. I mean, people do, but like, I don't think as many of the tourists go that way.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think it's a lot of it. Maybe people only spend like three days in Iceland instead of like a whole week or more than a week. So I do get, if the you only had a short area. amount of time i'd probably prioritize that area too right no and then the,
0: the budgeting of it in the sense of like like you're saying where it's like hotels even you, know, you give a lot of people like they don't want to spend the money on hotels all around the island and a rental car where sometimes they'll just stay in the major city
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, like there's a lot of tours from rage Vic a lot of tours and i know we're butchering that name i can't wait to learn to pronounce that the right way and oh
1: man ways. i'm gonna come first episode back i'm coming on and i'm gonna eat crow i'll do a formal apology because i know i'm butchering this one
0: right exactly
1: <laughs> yeah uh but anyways heading on back to banff uh
0: i got i got right here you go to the canadian national park website parks.canada.ca right right here they say uh top 10 things to do in banff right Mm -hmm. visit the cave and basin national historical site discover the banff park museum the national historical site so i have a good museum there soak in the banff
1: upper hot springs uh the upper hot springs It's a good option. We did it when we were there. It's like really old school. It's kind of like a historic thing. Uh, It gives off very kind of Chico vibes.
0: Okay, I could feel that. That makes sense. Um, And then they say, number four, meander along the Vermilion Lakes Drive. Did you do that?
1: I don't think we did
0: that one. Well, next time. Uh, Discover Johnston Canyon. There's follow wide trails and narrow bridges with railings through canyon to waterfalls you can take the public Rome transit to make it there um they have summit tunnel mountain uh this 2.4 kilometer trail to this summit provides views across the town and bow valley the trailhead is a 15 minute walk from downtown banth
1: but um, uh when we were there we did the valley of 10 peaks oh. um and we did it by accident. We found out about it like later. Um, I actually, if you go to my uh, Instagram, which uh, conveniently for you guys, I prepped it. Um, but I have a picture of like in there.
0: Well, and I think it's in the video too on the YouTube. When you look at the Mark's, yeah. Trip.
1: If you uh, if you go and watch that video too, it's like the the road trip. Um, you'll see at the end of the video is this that's why i was watching those GoPro videos cuz i knew it was in there when were you a thug
0: man beanie and uh baggy pants uh, about 50
1: pounds ago <laughs> to the brip yeah yeah the the brip that's what vince and i called it but and then this is like so the, that first picture this is literally 180 degrees and like the other way
0: and that, I, that GoPro video, I mean, you can tell it doesn't do it justice, but looks yeah. like you guys are there alone on a nice, busy summer July day. Um, that's, yeah, it, which a,
1: which comes to like the tip I really have, and again, we did this by accident. We were we were just wanting to hike, uh, try and get a view of Lake Moraine, and then uh, found the Valley of uh, Ten Peaks. But we went late. Later in the day, kind of like a three, four, where people are, like, starting to go to, like, dinner. And then we got away from the main, like, lodge because that's where all the traffic was. And no joke, like, two, three miles, and it was just us. So if you want to be alone, you got to probably get into the park a bit. It's crazy how that
0: is in those busy parks like that, like you, you do, like you, you, you compare it to Yosemite, you compare it to Yellowstone. When you hear about some of those like less traveled trails and those, those places that it's like, no, you really can find those spots in those parks. Um, Here's one that you probably want to do the next time you're in Banff is bike the Banff legacy trail. You can bike it.
1: I would. Oh, I would love to do a Canadian tour. Well, actually, you know, Banff is the start of the tour divide.
0: Oh yeah, that's what James is talking about on his yeah, yeah. so they so, started
1: there, yeah. Um did you do the Lake Miniwonka loop? No. Oh. We realistically we did the 10 Pe- Valley 10 Peaks hike and then we did uh we went to Pioto Lake for breakfast. We like oh. our sunrise and breakfast. We we woke up super early uh and wanted to go check out this lake i have a i'll have a picture of it to show you which one exactly um but we woke up and then we ended up going to jasper because from this point so i only spend about maybe the equivalent of a day
0: oh yeah that's pretty and that's the the, that that looks like the lake louise right down below
1: yeah that's pioto lake though so um That's a different lake, but all of uh, so many of the lakes up there have that color. Um, looking at it, and and uh, because the Lake Louise is also
0: it's number nine on the top ten things to do. Um, but this one right here, it 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 looks like uh, drive the Icefield Parkway. Number ten is that lake part of the Icefield Parkway? This one right
1: here, you're talking about. It is the Icefield. Um, it is part of it
0: oh so uh, because a,
1: that will take you all the way up the icefield parkway will take you all the way up to jasper that'll take and, you. yeah yeah it's worth it it's like a top 10 scenic drive in the world yeah no i've heard i've heard nothing but
0: incredible things it's uh honestly driving driving on that canadian like uh wheat fields farms driving by that to Waterton and just the way the mountains build on the land that Eastern front of the Rockies is just magnificent as is. So I can only imagine that, that drive. Um, it makes sense when you look at like the Blackfeet and Canadian natives that re- you know, kind of reflect, you know, the Northern North of Yellowstone, North of the Missouri river, Right and how they they were in that area, you know, even the Ojibwe's and stuff, kind of on the northern part of the Great Lakes and the and the Cree's up there, how they use those fields to the eastern front of the Rockies and those places, um and just you you get those that that vibe, you know, the Plains Indian out there too, which is just crazy and cool to think.
1: Yeah, it's just overall, it's really pretty up there. You know, if I were if I were to go back to Banff, um. I would probably give myself like three days to check out more of the two lakes, Louise and Moraine, and really try to get in them, really try to get an overview, uh, some sort of high viewpoint to overlook the lake, Right, because I think that would be, I think that view would be pretty stellar. I'm sure you can find a lot of others, but for some reason, that one's like really sticking in my head. Well, and in in Lake Louise, that's that's one of the most famous lakes you see, I
0: think, with both the clear bottom canoes and the, the red. You see those pictures of people riding those red canoes on there on that mm-hmm. blue water. Um, so you, you get that. And I think that would be really cool to do. Um, that would as well as, you know, even just see and see people doing it and experiencing it, because um, that is kind of one of those iconic things uh, in that area.
1: Yeah, the I I forget about the kayaking. I think that would be I think that would be really cool to do. Um the water's just so pretty up there that I think, you know, if you were on a paddleboard, I think it would be just as cool. Uh oh, just being yeah. on that water I think is cool in and of itself. No, it does. I mean there's so many things to
0: do there. Um, you know, like like you said from the hiking to the canoeing, um there's even like the winter activities uh that that they have in the in there's a the
1: ski area. resort
0: yeah exactly you can you can snowshoe you can yeah go check out these legs you can i believe probably go snowmobiling even in the area
1: oh yeah, i'm sure i'm sure you can do some sort of snowmobile um activity uh one thing i forgot when you go on like you can do these hikes to where you hike to a tea house
0: oh, and whoa, so whoa. So the tra- more of a traditional chalet,
1: yeah, kind of. I I guess. I mean, they're really. You can go hike. take. It's like usually three four miles on the hike, and you'll hit a tea house. And you can do these programs, or like get these reservations, or maybe even I can't remember entirely, but you may even be able to just show up and like you know buy yourself tea, have tea in the tea house. Cause that's what the, like, you know, they used to do, they used to hike up to have tea. So they created the tea house for them to have the tea ready for when they got there. So that's why the tradition of the tea house is
0: Right. And that's like the tradition, like the chalet, I mean, the chalets are a version of that where you, cause people can come and have their snacks or whatever, you know, in the season, um, I think you'd want to go almost late in the air now thinking about that to get get just based on how they were but traditionally i think it was more when you when you really re- read the history of the chalets i know they're built by the railroad but yeah i think it it was a one of those like kind of resting points for those travelers and hikers who were on those high mountain alpine routes because that like those chalets both i think sperry and and granite park where we stayed are on that northern continental like trail
1: oh that, yeah, yeah.
0: Like, hikers will do on those larger you know those larger trails um mm-hmm. it's kind of i don't know and then like these tea houses like definitely yeah exactly like you, like and i'm sure there's historic you see them in the small swiss alps
1: too yeah no i i want to say i think my sister um when they were in banff which shoot i think was last year they were in banff Um, because they did like all the part a bunch of parts on uh in the RV. Mm -hmm. Um and they did the tea house because they went up to Canada. Um I think they did a program where they got to have tea in the tea house. That's cool. I mean it makes sense it makes sense that they like
0: you kind of have to do a program nowadays. Um, yeah kind of like we had to with the Chalet where it's like you kind of gotta book it. Um I'm I'm trying I'm to sure. see here. I'm curious with the wildlife. You said you saw bears. Were there any other wildlife you guys saw opportunities?
1: Um uh,
0: in the area. I'm not No, seeing. I
1: don't I don't recall really anything. Like
0: I guess, you know, when you talk about these uh breakdowns, I like to I like to look at uh kind of these national park websites because they have uh everything like For example, one, right. They have a, they have a checklist, right? Yeah. Like get your park pass, which I think up there, it's very similar to the America, the beautiful pass. Uh, You just get the one Canadian one. It goes to all the Canadian parks. Yeah. Uh, They do want you to reserve a place to stay because it, it, you know, it books up quick in that area. So they want you to plan preemptively Uh, learn the wildlife rules. Basically, don't be a dick to wildlife. Give them their space. Um, check the weather. Go to the visitor centers. They definitely have insider tips. Um, be aware of seasonal seasonal cult closures. Check Im- important bulletins. Uh, review the trail conditions before you go. You know, there, I, I'm sure there's some of those trails that you and I should have done that on in our life, where it's like, oh, this does get strenuous, and it's not four miles. It's actually eight. <laughs> <laughs> um a plan ahead for popular destinations um and then they also they have a shuttle system there that they recommend and i I see a lot of national parks actually going to that type of those especially these
1: busier ones going to shuttle
0: systems that
1: yeah you you know i really think the shuttle systems are a good thing they will limit the kind of traffic and stuff um it's easier to do in some parks than others i think Banff Banff actually i think is tough because it's kind of a big park it's really spread out um well and it's interesting
0: because you have you also have like the fires they have fire seasons yeah. uh they'll have the like if you want to go boating like we we're talking about canoeing boating you're gonna have to do those regulations like there's yeah. just a lot
1: that comes to it um so- amazingly enough It's all the same stuff that you should do on any trip to a national (laughs) park. I mean, you're
0: not wrong and it's great. Um, I I guess, you know, that like the more and more that I get older and you really look at like the cost of what you end up spending sometimes trying to like do it yourself or do your version of it or do a cheaper version. It Mm -hmm. is worth it just to spend the money and say, oh, we'll rent Instead of renting kayaks or bringing your own and buying your own and bringing, your own, it might be worth it to do the program like you're saying and just say we're going to pay a ranger, or or a guide to do this for two three hours, you know, because they do it every day, but it, they're still doing it in these really cool parts, um, you know. Versus.
1: Hundred oh, your... percent. There's pros and cons to that kind of system, you know. For. Or the family that wants to do something and you got kids, like that's hard. You have a lot going on. So like to have that all set up kind of and have someone do it for you. Right. That's kind of worth it in and of itself. You know, you're willing to pay that extra fee so that way you don't have to stress out as much.
0: No, and and that's something, like you say, the stress. I'm thinking of Iceland, like certain things that, you know, we're going to have to, you know, Mm -hmm. possibly if we want to pay for it, it's like, why not go ahead and book that now or book it you know like let's do that ice tour because sometimes those are the things on those trips you end up looking back to and be like well i'm glad we booked that i'm glad we you know took that you know did the luau in hawaii or did the yes you spent that money for that pleasure on that vacation because I, I guess we also get stuck too, you know, on these trips and, and Banff is a perfect explanation, you're going to get that there is where like you feel like you're overspending for certain things. And yes, you are. But at the end of the day, it's, they're designing it and they're competing with other services to give you that best experience. So, you know, they still, they still have their goals are to, are to give you a good experience and, and and to keep that in mind sometimes. That's why I'm trying. If you can't tell, I'm trying to push Mark for this helicopter tour
1: in Iceland. No, that's 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 <laughs> expensive as fuck, man.
0: <laughs> I know for like a two hour up and down, you know, we'll yeah,
1: on helicopter one day. Fine, the walk chopper. <laughs> that's that's expensive as hell. Um, but popping back to Banff. Um, one one other thing, and this doesn't just really just include Banff, but. Canada has a train system the TransCanada that will take you Calgary to Vancouver and it goes through Banff so you can get to Banff by train but I've heard taking that is like absolutely amazing because of the views through the mountains that this train takes which uh, oh. if you're looking to make a long trip or do something very unique the Trans Canada Railroad may be for you.
0: Well, and that's honestly, you know, kind of like the Amtrak one here in uh, North America that we have. You hear people talk about glacier, and and when you look at again both our railroad system and where it was at in its history, and Canadian and Can- Canada's Canada's uh, railroad system and where it was at, these parks were part of that essentially, and and, and like they they were building the railroad with the full intention of saying. When you look out as a passenger, you're looking at that river. You're looking at those goats. You're looking at mother, mother earth nature, right? That was definitely the design. So yeah, do it, you know, if that's yeah. something you want to do, do it, sign up for it. That, that, I bet, I bet you, like you're saying, you know, we were talking a little bit about the wealth of like the American grit versus the Canadian royalty. I'm sure those trains have some, some really cool spots.
1: Yeah it would be a pretty unique it would be a very unique trip to do the whole train through uh, the parks type deal um, then Canada, I think would work just as good because um, you're seeing the Canadian Rockies which are amazing I'll be honest the Canadian Rockies might be better than the American Rockies
0: I think so I think they've done a better job preserving them than we have yeah I, yeah I yeah yeah I agree but i I agree with you on that one yeah. <laughs>
1: uh kind of closing thoughts when it comes to Banff, uh, we still have a bit of time, but um, closing thoughts when it comes to Banff, it's a popular park, so when doing this, you gotta plan ahead and anticipate uh lots of people and then. No, if you want to get away from them, you do have to put a bit of effort in, but you can get away from them.
0: And you know, and what I like to think I'm looking here at Banff is again reservation system if you're gonna go that route, reservation system, reservation system, reservation system. That's gonna be the thing of the future. Um go explore it if you're feeling it. Uh I haven't been to Banff. I, I want to get up there. Um Plan that trip that you want to do. You know, if, if if you want to do the resorty thing and find the bars and find the, the the resorts and that kind of vibe, they have it. If you want to do the hiking thing and get out, get out into the backcountry, they have it. Go do it. Um, I think that's kind of more of the route I would go now. Um, I think it is. It is one of those trips that. If you plan it right, like you say, you could give it the two, three days of its needed time. So if you're going to make it a bigger trip, make it a bigger trip to that extended Canadian Rockies with the Jasper and the other national parks in the area.
1: Well, that's but, what I mean. If I did, it'd be two, three days in Banff, and then I'd pop up to do two, three days in Jasper. Right. Exactly. And do that, because then you can really you can get the
0: feel and understand these parks and understand these places uh, a little bit more than, than the, the one day or the, the, the lodger, which I mean, don't get me wrong. You're going to get just as good of a trip. It, 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 cause it's it, at the end of the day, it's about who you go with and, and and what you're doing. And if, if you find what you're doing enjoyable, like you're the one who's going to make your trip suck. And I think Banff's one of those places that there's a lot of opportunity to make your trip not suck and to, to, to really, be one with nature but also get out there and explore and see a little bit of what i like about those canadian parks and those canadian rockies like it, it is a little more preserved so it is is a little more of that time capsule of looking back to what this land really was uh prior to european contact
1: yeah for sure and that's ultimately you know when i visit these that's what i that's what I look for. It's like, what did it look like before we came in?
0: <laughs> Honestly, though, because it, it really you 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 see that you see the bison in Yellowstone Park and their numbers and just the way they act. And then you go look at like an eastern Montana or eastern Alberta up in by a right? You go look up at the at those farmlands of like, bro, there used to be millions of bison out on this prairie on these grasslands, just grass that would roam here and they would come up, go to, uh, you know, like go into the park. They would, there was a mountain bison. They, people don't realize that the bison were from Canada all the way down into Mexico, all the way over to Buffalo, New York. How do you fuck do you think I got its name? And, and uh, they even argue now that there was a bison over in the Columbia plateau area that they that they brought some over like they start like basically the tribes over there started breeding them over that area
1: Uh, oh oh, oh. that makes sense
0: that would happen and then uh same that's kind of what happened in buffalo too why they
1: had bison over there yeah the you know we we talk about going to the parks to see like what it was um before we showed up i do want to point out i think like banff has done a good job at marrying the two You know, because it's preserved so much while still kind of showing this, you know, like that more modern capitalistic mindset where it's like, okay, they're developing the area. It's a resort town. It's a ski resort town. I mean, it's probably like a Tahoe-esque when it comes down to it, but yet it still feels like that big national park that they've preserved where I don't you don't get that as much with the national parks around here.
0: Well, and that's, I think, the the beauty of it, right? Of the park. Um, you know, you, you sometimes look at some of those parks, like, like, you look at like national forest land and how some of it you argue could be national parks, but you make it a national park, more people show up, and it actually takes almost the value of the land away from it. And with like you're saying with that it is a fine line, and 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 these Canadian parks have to walk that fine line uh, because of the route they've taken. Um, you know, you think think of it, like it. Think of you if you were to put a Vegas casino at an Old Faithful, because that's what ultimately that's what ultimately people want, right? Or that yeah that, that, that vibe of like, what the hell? You get this resort right next to this cool feature where the resort almost outdoes the feature itself
1: yeah Uh, and that's why i think canada or at least banff has done a really good job at at the two because it still has that big luxury kind of resort feel but you also can get the polar opposite and it's like you you could go for either or and your reasons are going is because of either or
0: right no i like that i think that's a it's a great it's a good park to do that in and like i like you said you compared it to yellowstone early on and kind of giving it that like if you're wanting to get started in the canadian rockies i think Bamf's a good jumping off point
1: super super uh anyways i've got to be that guy we're actually starting to run out of legit time here so anyways this kind of been an all bamf episode talking things bam facts about bam things to do in bam how to plan a trip to Banff. so if you're going to Banff and you use any of the tips let us know but anyways we're going to move on to the final words so final words my guy
0: hey 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 uh i got to just want to say thank you guys for listening to end in these episodes it means a lot to us um we see it. we see the numbers we know you're out there we want to acknowledge that We also want you to acknowledge us and tell your grandma, tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your grandpa, tell your cousin, your auntie, your sister, whoever it may be, your brother, that ugly kid that lives across the street, let them know about the Wandering Ways podcast. um, And just about these two weird dudes that like to talk nature. Um, Get out and go to Banff. That's definitely one on my list. Uh, It's on that. If you were to put international parks, dream locations, it's on that list. I think Iceland You know, now that we're going there, it's getting more official. We'll pull that sucker off the list. And uh, we have a new destination that we want to go. And I think Banff is on that list for sure. Um, Get up into the Canadian Rockies, really spend some time. I know living in Montana, I'm close, but it's just crossing international borders, man. I, I don't know if it's being native. Like, it just freaks me out, like, just like, you guys, like, oh, you can't be here, you know, like, this is uh, these imaginary lines and stuff. So I, I think that's getting to Iceland, going there, I'll feel better. Canada is also the weird one you hear. Like, I don't have a DUI, so I don't have to worry about it. We got to worry with Matt. If Matt ever wants to go to Canada with us, he does have a DUI. So oh. that is something to think about, because um, I know they 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 take that pretty serious um so getting into canada um you just be safe be smart know the rules don't do don't drink and drive uh arrive alive um and we'll we'll be there we'll be there one day you'll have a we'll have a better Banff episode from the wandering ways podcast that's for sure coming soon tbd um but until then mark um oh one last thing sorry i want to shout out our friends at hey trip man Those guys go on Amazon. They have cheap little car gadgets, car finds. They have like kayak pads for your kayak and you put it just on your car rather than like a roof rack. If you don't even have a roof rack. Um, They just sent me a table and a camp chair, very similar to like my Helionox chair. Not as, it's a little heavier. Helionox, obviously more about that backpacking lightweight, but also a nice little table too. So definitely they have like some really cool camping gear,
1: car traveling gear. Um, Hey, Trip on Amazon, check them out. Oh, good to know. Good to know. Uh, Reverends, final words of wisdom, stay beautiful, everybody. I can't tell you how much I appreciate every single one of you for sticking it out, listening to it all, listening along the ways, listening to other episodes. Please make sure to go check it out. Um, Yeah, I know. Banff's awesome. I want to go back. Loved it up there. Uh, Super excited to bring more episodes like this, but maybe more so about the Icelandic National Parks uh looking forward to that kind of shit um you know just go out there be good people experience nature live life you do you and with that being said peace out everybody
0: bye